You're listening to the City World Radio Network. High-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world. www.cityworldradio.com Good evening and welcome to Morph Mom Moments. Welcome to all those that are coming back to hear who've been with us before, and um, thank you for coming back. And for those who are new, welcome. We're thrilled to have you, and I promise you, the next hour is one of great radio, and you will not want to leave your seat. You're going to want to hear everything that goes on. My name is Kathleen Smith, uh, and I'm going to explain to you a little bit about Morph Mom for those of you who are new tonight. Uh, I founded Morph Mom about seven years ago. I'd been a prosecutor in my prior life, had my kids, had to stop, no idea what to do next, literally no idea, no confidence, no contacts, no clue. And rather than reinvent the wheel, I decided I was going to go out and interview women who had sort of gone through a similar situation and figured it out and sometimes failed and sometimes succeeded and sort of tell the stories about how they did it, what steps they took, what worked, what didn't work. And sort of to not only give others a library of choices of what was out there, but once you decided what you wanted to do, a resource where you could go and find out how to do it. So Morph Mom was launched. We began with a website that included videos and blogs. And each year we sort of added different ways to allow this connection. So we started to write for the Huffington Post. We have many, many articles up there uh, sharing the stories of women around the country. We started this radio show, which is so fun and is every Thursday night live. And if you miss it, or which clearly you're going to want to listen to it again after you hear it tonight, we're up on a podcast on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes tomorrow, more from moments, you can listen to it again and learn so much. We also now provide classes and we're and conferences. Our next conference will be in New Jersey. Uh, and I may be sharing a little bit too much information, but we're thinking Montclair, New Jersey in June. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe Montclair. I'm not sure. <laughs> I sort of gave a trade secret away. Um, very excited. Just follow us on our website to find out more, morphmom.com. Uh, but we're very excited. And, and our last one was a great success in Westfield. It's, this will be our sixth conference. So please follow us with that. And we're thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to announce the launch of our club. We'll officially go live May 1st. But what we found was from coming to the conferences and coming to the classes, you'd get the inspiration from these amazing women, amazing speakers who are so kind to share their stories. But what happens the next day? You wake up, you're inspired, but where do you go? So what we decided was, and we're launching, is the club, which is now a 24-7 community where you will have access to Morph Moms in our community, as I said, 24-7. We will have webinars. We have interview live. Um, I'm sorry. We have webinars. We have interviews. We have original content. We have curated content. We have meetups around the country. We have this 24-7 community online group that you have access to, and that's just to name a few. So we're absolutely thrilled to launch this. Um, you can sign up today if you're interested with a great discount. Um, again, go to morphom.com to learn more about it. M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. But it's really exciting. And what's most exciting about what we do is we have met the most amazing women who are kind, who are generous, who are humble. And all they want to do is share what they've done to help others connect. And I just don't know in today's world when things are so crazy and not always the most kind of situations, how lucky we are to have found this group of women, this community that is there to support you 24-7. So 
Anyway, I am grateful for that, and that's the only reason we exist. And one very such morph mom that I'm talking about today, and I'm thrilled. Oh, and before I go, I want to announce my co-host, Cindy Doherty, who's going to be sitting next to me right now. Hello. Hello, Cindy. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. <laughs> um, thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to announce our guest tonight, who is, as I said, an example of one of these amazing and kind and generous women who's, who is doing such an amazing thing, such amazing work for young girls, and is here tonight to share that story as well. So Alana Wright. Rhea, I'm thrilled to have you here. She's the founder of Etrade, and we're going to learn about this, um, which is a new site which is intended to motivate middle school girls. It's a platform where we have where uh, resources and mentorship are provided for middle school girls. A former attorney from Skadden Arps, she served on the First Knowledge Strategy Council there. She's a current writer for Thrive and for Huffington Post, and clearly has her hands full right now. This company that's now two years old. That is just outstanding and amazing and exemplary, and um, it was missing. It's necessary, I think, most importantly. So the name of the country is Etra, which you translated as to be. And it's to be, who exactly do I want to be? Who exactly do these young girls want to be? And how do they figure it out? So welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can't see me on the radio, but I'm blushing right now. That was awfully nice. Um, but I, I do. I what you guys do really resonates with me because I was that mom. Um, you know, when I was working, I worked for a while at Skadden. I stopped for a little bit when my kids were small, and then I went back to the firm in a different capacity. But I was really trying to figure out what was next how to do it, and I had this really interesting job at the firm doing knowledge strategy, which was finding and curating resources in the M&A group and then in other groups to make sure that the lawyers had sort of the latest and greatest, the most impactful resources right at their fingertips and help the firm build websites to do that. So when I decided that I was going to leave in 2014 and it was time to retire, I really wasn't actually retiring, and I wanted to think about what was next. And the whole time I had been working, I had been interested in mentorship. I had been blessed with a lot of really great mentors in my life. My grandmother was a lawyer when women were not lawyers. In 1936, she was one of the only women in her class at Brooklyn Law. Um, my mom was a mentor. I went to Smith College, which was all women and just full of mentors, peer mentors, professors. And then at my law firm, I had tremendous female mentors. So this had always been a really huge influence in my life. And when my daughter was in middle school, I was realizing that I was not providing to her these same mentors. And I felt like I was falling down on the job. I had friends with these amazing jobs. They were on television. They were heading fashion houses. They were surgeons and bankers. And she would say stuff like, oh, that's so-and-so's mom. Or, oh, that's your friend from book club. And she didn't have the sense of what these women did. And she saw me go to work every day, but she really didn't have a sense of what I was doing. So at the time, I reached out to a bunch of my female friends, and I said, I want to do a girls' summit. Everybody come to my house. We'll have wine. We'll sit on the porch. The girls will all ask their questions, and let's give them a glimpse as to what's possible. And let's do it now. Let's do it before they're in high school, before they're in college, before they start quitting things. You know, girls in middle school quit things. Girls in middle school quit their sport at twice the rate of boys. 
Microsoft did this study where they realized that 74% of girls in middle school, if they are exposed to additional STEM classes and coding clubs, will are more likely to stay with their science than if they don't have that stuff because they are more likely to quit. They're not raising their hand in math class. I felt like that was sort of the sweet spot where they were smart and, and underestimated. And if we could catch them and show them cool jobs, more options are open. So we didn't do the girls' summit at the time because we were all working and we just couldn't get on the same porch on the same day. Um, but when I was leaving the firm, I thought, I'm going to do this again. And instead of doing it live on a porch, I built a website. And so I think about it kind of as this online summit where I launched it on Mother's Day in 2016. And in the beginning, I just had quotes and some resources and age-appropriate curated tools and, you know, links to certain articles or links to other companies that were giving us their resources. And over time, it grew. Um, I have a board. I started out with 10 girls who were on my board who were giving me real of the moment middle school advice. And fast forward, now we are two and a half years old. I've got almost 70 girls on the board, 40 something companies on the site. And, and we're doing events. We're doing in-person mentorship events. And all of that happened, honestly, because I was a mom with really great girlfriends in interesting jobs, and we wanted to share what we were doing. So it really is highly aligned with what you guys are doing. It is. It's, and how necessary that they learn at this young age. Yeah. I mean, we're in our you know, 40s, 50s, 60s learning that we can do. But imagine that in middle school, if we'd, you know, possibilities out there were limited right. to start off with that. Right future, what they yeah. can do with their future and the things, the opportunities. Because mm-hmm. and... I think many of us sort of coming out of college, it was decades ago. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many. We don't need to but do it was. that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think necessarily possibilities, at least in my experience, I don't think possibilities were unlimited. I think there was, you know, sort of a set amount of paths that you were sort of directed right. to and you kind of made that decision. But you also didn't go into it thinking, if this doesn't work, I'll do something else. You kind of went into it thinking, this is my path, and right. this is what I have to do because this is all I know. So it's just yeah. incredible that in that amount of time, what has changed at such a young age, mm-hmm. how empowered you can be right. to know that what's out there. And also the fact that you're not limited to one thing, which I think was a really tough thing with all of At least I believe mm-hmm. coming out of yep. school was sort of a tough thing to accept. But you did. Right. But And then even if you did know about a job, it's incredibly hard at that young age to picture it. Yeah. And the ability. So what we did, once we started interviewing a bunch of interesting women, one of my board members, a middle schooler, said, gosh, I wish we could meet them. It's so cool to read these interviews, but why can't we meet them? Mm-hmm. And at the time, we were a year and a half old. And I said, we're much too small for these women to come mm-hmm. to us, but let's see if we can go to them. And so in last January, we started a lunch and learn series where I take 10 girls at a time into companies and the girls pick the company. So generally they're companies where the girls use the product or they're super interested in the platform. And we meet female executives there so that the girls can meet face to face for one hour. They ask a zillion questions. You cannot believe how many questions they can cram into an hour. And they see it. And then yeah. on the bus ride home, you hear them talking about, I didn't know this could happen. I, you know, her assistant was a guy. She's the lawyer, but she handles 20 different brands under one company. Mm-hmm. Their eyes are open because they're actually seeing what it is. And that's even a step further. It's 
better than just learning about what the industry is or what jobs are out there. They met someone. They shook her hand. They watched her run a room. And that's been impactful. And so personalizing it mm -hmm. becomes a huge thing yep. there. And another thing we talked about um, earlier today was what's such an incredibly important benefit of this is it's not limiting to those who normally maybe financially would have had access to right. this. So what you're doing is exposing those who would not have the financial right. benefit or access to this. Now, you're opening the doors to everybody. It's access. It's right. all access. You know, the resources are access. There's so much out there. Girls absolutely have access to so much. So if you can curate it and put it together on a website that makes sense, they have more access to it that way. It's the same thing with the in-person events. If we can provide the same access to a mentor for a girl in private school in the suburbs that we can for a girl at an underserved school right. in the city, why should those girls not have exactly the same access and be able to raise their hand exactly the same way and ask the same question? There's no reason. And we can do that because these trips are free for the girls. And so you're democratizing the mentorship immediately. It leads me to something that's on your site um, and prominently on your site, which I loved. An expression, raise their so these girls would learn to raise their hands and not lower their standards. Yeah. So, again, across the board. This yep. is, but just how important this is and how empowering something like that is. Yes. And it's something that we're told to do in school when we're that age, but we don't realize the amount uh, that we can that we can do by raising our hand. They can raise their hand to be heard in class. They can raise their hand to be heard, you know, in an activist way or to help somebody else. It's it's endless. They have to raise their hand, and anything's possible. And I think you know individually, it's a tough thing. But now that you've created a community that gives you the support, so you know someone who, and especially at that age when you're shy and yeah, you know you're you're not feeling a hundred percent confident in the room. But you're now in this room where all these other people are supporting that right. decision to raise right. your hand. That's got to be the most empowering thing for a child. I remember when, um, and Cindy and I have daughters who were best friends and went through school together. And we had a principal, and I'll never forget this, who said sort of every three years it gets tough. So when you're in this lower school, yes. you know, maybe kindergarten mm -hmm. through ninth grade. And maybe third grade was a little tough and sixth grade was a little mean and, you know, I have to add three years to six years. Sorry, my math is not it. Um, so we have another guest entering right now for those who are wondering why that doorbell just went off. This is the room where it happens, everyone. People are coming it. in. Um, but just an interesting thing. So if you were to look at it like that sixth grade year, yep. which this prince, and she was right, sixth grade was a tough year. The thought of that it wasn't going to be treated this way, but it was like this empowering time yes. where you're not spending time bullying and getting involved right. in all of that because you're all working together and towards you don't one have thing. to do the same thing that everyone else is doing if you love chess and all the other girls in sixth grade are saying i can't believe you're not going out for cheerleading you don't have to cheerlead go play chess and come to the website and we'll find you clubs and after school mm -hmm. programs or online things where you can pursue what's authentic to you what you love in sixth grade you can still see your friends and do all those other things, but it's a time of empowerment to not only just within your school community, but figuring out what you love and then finding the right resources that are safe and appropriate that can spark that and launch it. And it's an independent place where you can go to, so you're not mm -hmm. under the eyes of everybody all the time. So right. you've now found a community, like you're saying, beyond the, the walls of school, which are tough, yeah. right, on right. day to day. Right. Yep. And it, Right, right, right. Can you tell us that? So the name of the club or the, so the organization so the, is it's Etra. So and it's E T R E, and in French that means to be. Mm -hmm. And I picked the word because 
I love the question, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, what do you want to be? Like, what's the job that you want? I'm saying, who do yeah. you want to be? What authentic passions do you want to follow? Who do you know that you are already in middle school? And then who do you want to become? So it's called Etra to Be. The website is etragirls.com. So E-T-R-E-G-I-R-L-S.com. And on social media everywhere, we are at Etra Girls. And Instagram, every, and you're on Instagram as Instagram, well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Um, all the, all Etra girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've got about eight thousand and so followers across all platforms right wow. now, which is which is fun, which is growing. Yeah. Um, but each page of the website is keyed off of that idea. So be informed is a page where we have age appropriate news sites, and you can find out what's going on in the world without getting bombarded you know, by everything else that's happening. These are specific to topics that either you might be studying in school or interests that you have. There's a section of getting involved in politics on either side of the aisle. I don't mean to interrupt, but who provides the So are the girls providing the articles No, so well, re- every article for Huffington Post or Thrive or Mogul I've written. Okay. Um, so that's coming from me. And they're basically just breaking down big topics of the day in sort of a middle school and high school speak. So I'll write about equal pay, and let's talk about that. And I wrote it in a middle school word problem kind of way, you know, if Jack and Jill have the same job, that kind of thing. Um, I don't think these issues are too big for girls at this age to handle. You break them down. Mm-hmm. These are short articles, bite-sized pieces. Um, I wrote one on cryptocurrency, and someone was like, I cannot believe you're writing about crypto for middle school girls. I said, they play video games all the time with digital they currency. They know more than we do. Do you oh, think yeah. they don't Definitely. get this? Of course right. they get it. Of course they get it. Yeah. Um, and Candy then the, Crush. What does it do with that? And then the other things that are on the page. So different companies will either reach out and say, we'd love to be on your site. Or I'll reach out and say, I love your resources. May we put them on the site? Um, it's non-commercial, so these are curated sites that I like mm-hmm. or that these companies feel has have a synergy with what we're doing. Be Smart has a lot of STEM resources. Um, Be Strong has a lot of sports, ESPNW. Um, Be Innovative is a great page, and it's all about young entrepreneurship. And we highlight a lot of teens that have done amazing things, started companies, patented products. It's, it's fascinating. And these are girls not much older than our audience. Right, yeah. right. So if my daughter mm-hmm. wants to join Etra, how does she go about doing that? So there's a Contact Us page on the website, mm-hmm. and you email us. Ideally, tell us a little bit about yourself. What school do you go to? How old are you? I said middle school a lot, and I did build the site for middle schoolers. I will say it's trending much older. Mm-hmm. More than half my board is high school age. Um, and then we have these after-school clubs that have almost all been started by high school girls. And... They bring the Etra curriculum to their school and maybe have four or six meetings a year. But, again, it's something that a high school girl can do to mentor younger Mm -hmm. girls. So you email us and either say, I'd like to be on the board and come to your in-person mentorship events, which you want to come to because the places we've gone, Spotify hosted our very first Lunch and Learn. We've been to Google and YouTube, Viacom. Uh, we were on the set of TRL there. We met with people from Comedy Central. Morgan Stanley just took us to the Stock Exchange last week. Um, we're going to be hosted by Goldman Sachs in April. So a lot of fun. You know. Do you have to be on the board to attend the conferences or attend the meetings? You do, but joining the board is a really easy thing to do because there aren't in-person board meetings. Being on the board really means, like I said, we've got about 70 girls. 
if we get to 250, I'll be nothing but delighted because it's more feedback for me. So we have a once a month email. I send out a board email explaining what we're doing and asking some questions, maybe five questions. The feedback I get from those questions drives what we do. I'm not going to try to interview someone if the girls don't want to hear from her. We're not going to try to go to a company if the girls have no interest. They're driving everything we do. So I want to back up a little bit about sort of the structuring with the board versus the club members. So let's say it's it's a new city and you're you're introducing it there. Mm-hmm. Like how does it work from day one? How does it start? So there are really, as you said, two different ways we can go. A school can form a club etra chapter. The school, the, the administration. Or the form- girls at the school. A girl can reach out to me and say, I don't have anything like this at my school. I want to be the founder. And then I will send her the sort of outline of what we do, flyers to hand out at school, some extra swag to sprinkle around at school, and some ideas of what she might like to do there. If she's really interested in entrepreneurship, maybe that's the focus of the club. If she wants to touch every topic that we do on ETRA, that's great too. I can tell you the things we don't touch. Um, We're not talking about uh, drugs, alcohol, bullying, any of that. There are a lot of really great organizations and websites out there that do it really well. Um, and that's not us. Right. I'm not a therapist. Right. I'm not an educator. Right. We That's somebody else's province, and I have huge respect for that. We are trying to highlight resources and mentors to further interests of the girls. So that was a little diversion. So they can And no s- politics. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? I love political awareness, and I really do want the girls to listen to everything and read everything and recognize that their both sides their values might not right. be that of their favorite teacher right. or their favorite coach. It is okay to be well versed and mm-hmm. form your own opinions. But I don't want to tell you what your opinions right. are. I want to give you resources to go figure it out. Right. You're big. So so they can start a club chapter at their school. Or if their school doesn't have something like that and they just want to be involved and be on the board, they can just be a board member. There's a million ways to get involved. And we're starting, um, you know, for your girls that are older, we're starting this spring something called Etra Campus because as we approach turning three, um, a lot of our girls are growing up with us Mm -hmm. and they're graduating high school and they don't want to let it go and they've had valuable mentor connections with us. They don't want to lose that. If they go off to college and they study engineering, they might want to reach back to someone at Google because Mm -hmm. they had lunch with four Googlers and they talked about everything. So Etra Campus is going to be a next step for LinkedIn profile advice and mentorship opportunities and resume building and things like that. Interviewing skills. Interviewing skills, all of that. And just connecting people and making sure as Etra builds this repository of phenomenal women who have been generous with their time and advice – why not help them leverage that? So to be an ETRA campus, you won't have to have already been in ETRA. It's a wide open field for colleges. But So if you're a college student, you could... Look out for it. Follow us on right. Instagram. You'll see it coming. Right, right. So, and if you're a board member, so let's say you are beginning this ETRA campus board, mm-hmm. you sort of have the benefit of going to having the um, advice of a mentor. Sure. But also you are then responsible for mentoring younger students if you can. as well. If, and if that's something that you want to do. Um, so that's not a mandatory part. It of the is board. not mandatory. I love it when I see it, but it is not mandatory. I am growing this company and figuring it out with my girls. I told you earlier, yeah. every great idea we've had has come from the girls. The after-school clubs didn't exist till someone yeah. wanted to bring it to her school. The in-person events didn't happen till that girl we just spoke about. 
Um, and Etra Campus came from a girl who's graduating this year and said, what do I do once I get to college? And I still want these experiences and this advice. So you might be a girl who's going off to college or in college and you're hearing this or you're following us on Instagram and you've got a great idea to bring this into your sorority Let's let's start at your Greek. Let's. There are a lot of oh, options, nice. and I'm super open to feedback from smart girls, right? Because this is for you. It really should be what you want it to be. Is there a limit of board members? So you could be just a member veteran, not necessarily just a board member. Do you have an idea, or, or no? It's sort of like no, unlimited. The, the, yeah, it's unlimited. I want the feedback. Um, I would love to someday get everyone in one room, but we're not there yet. <laughs> but right now, this is about growing it and getting feedback from every corner of the country and every demographic. And I, right now, it can't be too big. And how many states are you in right now? Uh, that's a great question. Clubs, after school clubs, we have um, probably four different states and 10 different clubs. Um, but one of them's in Canada, which is pretty great. And and then we have resources and mentors in different places. There are really great STEM resources uh, in the U.K., that we found early, and they've been terrific with us, groups like STEMETs, um, some engineering sites. So we're pulling resources from different places. Most of our visits so far have been in the tri-state area, but that's because it's me and 10 girls right now. We're doing <laughs> that. Um, but we are talking about moving that to other places and having sort of extra ambassadors in different places who can put either a great company or a great school together, or at least let us know about each of those, mm -hmm. and then we'll make the match and bring the girls through. Um, and and you've come up with this great idea called um, Etra. It's like the club in the box. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that a little bit? I wanted the after-school clubs to be easy to do. I didn't want there to be a lot of red tape or have to have a lot of parents involved. Everybody's busy. And the girls are busy, but the act of starting a club and getting it approved and running it, having that be girl-driven I thought was really important. So there's a page on the website called Club Etra. There's a link to it on, ev on the footer of every page. And it'll tell you how to go about talking to your school administration, what it can be. You can either have it be a monthly club or a quarterly club, one topic, nine topics. But it's a really simple three steps. You bring it to your school launch it, bring it to a club fair, and then what we've been doing is mining the parent population within a school. So let's say there are other working moms, like I was, like you were, right. who can't be at school on a regular basis but might want to come in periodically and talk about their job or talk about something that's happening in the world. They can come in as a guest speaker. So club meetings are 30 minutes. It's a light lift for the school and for the girl. Um, and usually a rock star mom comes in and talks to the girls. Mm. The girls are thrilled because the mom's coming in. The mom's delighted because she can impart some wisdom. And the schools really like it because the moms are involved and they want to be. And I know this is a girl, you know, it's geared towards young women and young girls growing up. But I, I would assume if you had sons, that they could they could look at the site though, and be Absolutely. inspired as well. The resources are there for everyone. Right. Um, I did this out of a history of female mentors and for my daughter and because of my grandmother and other mentors but I have been asked more than once where Etra Guys is and <laughs> and I don't hate the idea you know I think there's a real place for it I think I have a son and I remember middle school and the guidance and the role models that he looked up to 
And I think there's definitely a place for it. I, it's in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. We're not ready yet. But Etra Guys is certainly something that could be down the road. But I would think they could even go to the website for the sure. inspiration as well. I Absolutely. Mean, still be the be smart, be innovative, the yep. be all of that. Yep. Applies to everybody. Absolutely. And all of the companies that we are taking resources from, those resources are applicable to everyone and empowering for everyone. So you've been doing this now for about two and almost three, two and a half mm-hmm. years. Two and a half. Um, along the way, you know, everyone wants to know, so many listeners out there want to start something and they have an idea, they have a passion and going idea to shelf. What was your first or maybe your first four steps that you took to get this going? That's a and as a lawyer with, with a former, you know, that made it a bit easier, too. Mm-hmm. But so just, you know, let's say your first four steps, the first 30 days of, of your okay. company. It's a great question. Um, so I w- before I launched the website, I did all the typical lawyer things. Right. I reserved the domain name. I trademarked a name. Um, I had a, a sense of a, an entity structure, an LLC. I did those basic get up and running type things. I built the website myself on Weebly, and if I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, they're super helpful. I'm on the phone with them a lot, and they're great. Is that a free site? Uh, Weebly, you, you, you pay to establish the the domain, and you okay. pay just annually for that, but they do not charge for their helpline, thank God, <laughs> because um, there are lots of things that you want to do as you gr- build out the site, and they help you do that. And it was very drag and drop. So the first thing I did was to build the site. I sent some basic screenshots around to sort of a trusted circle of friends and mm-hmm. said, what do you think? What do you think of the voice of the way I'm writing it? What do you think of the color? Just how does it land when you first look at it? And I had them show it to their girls. Um, when I actually launched the site, I obviously didn't have PR. I still don't have any PR or anything like that. So I picked a day when I thought most people would be on social media. I launched it on Mother's Day. When most of my friends would be on social media, girls were writing to their mothers, moms were writing about their girls. I thought the right audience was going to be online. Um, And I launched it there. I made a mistake in those early days. I didn't have a separate Etra Facebook page for quite some time, and it was a miss. So you mean you just had it on I had it on my page. I announced it on my page, and I started posting things on my personal page. And then later, probably eight months later, which was just eight months of missed opportunity. How did you figure that out? Yeah. How did you figure out that? Like, did someone say to you or did you? You know, I decided that my page was getting a little bit clogged. And for anyone who didn't want to always be hearing about Etra, they might not want that. Right. And the more schools that got involved and the more teachers I talked to, they're on Facebook. And so even though the girls, the younger girls might be much more on Instagram, Mm -hmm. The moms and the teachers were on Facebook. The companies are on Twitter. And so with these three buckets, I've got a really diverse and different set of followers. But for anyone out there, jump on Facebook right away. That was a mistake. And would you say as a, as a business page? Yeah. Right? So yeah. you start off as a business yes. page? Establish a presence. Um, you can link back and forth. But I wish I had been on Facebook a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. And I could see it the minute I could see our followers ramp up right away. Really? Yeah. I knew I should have been there. Um, And then I will say the one thing I did, and I was completely fearless about it because I felt I had nothing to lose. I'm a big believer in the cold email. I sent cold emails out from the day we started. I decided I was going to send maybe three to five out a day to people I didn't know, people with whom I thought the site would resonate. And I just a short email with a really substantive subject line. And I just said, hi, I just launched this. Here's a link to it. This is what it's for. I'd love any feedback you have, good or bad. And please feel free to share it 
if there's someone that you think would like it. And I sent one. Uh, we were four weeks old, and I sent one to Ariana Huffington, and I didn't know her. I just sent it, and she wrote me back. Wow. And that started everything. Wow. She wrote me back two days later and said, I love what you're doing. I would love for you to write for Huffington Post. Um, and I would like a video of you with your girls. She had this Talk to Me series at the time um, when she was at Huffington, and we needed to do a video. So I grabbed six girls. We did it on my front porch, sort of as a hat tip to the original <laughs> girl summit we didn't have. Um, I'm literally barefoot on my front porch with six girls talking about things. And from there, everything went. I sent a cold email to link to lean in. And right after the Huffington Post video happened, lean in said yes, and listed us as a partner, elevate, elevest, children's place from there, it just went. But I will say if you're starting something, the worst that can happen is there's no response from an email. So you don't know if it landed or not. The second worst thing is they say no, but they could definitely say yes. And it's an email. Right. And right. I kept it short and sweet, and I had the link everywhere, and I could not believe what would come from these cold emails. And let me ask you a question, and it may be, I mean, I'm curious, too. When you were deciding where to send these cold emails, where do you go? Like, where do you look to human resources? Like, where do you go when the company decides oh, who you're going to send it to? That's a good question. Um, sometimes I would send it to a couple of people in the same place. Um, a lot of times it was partnership. I would find out who was interested in partnership because I figured even if this wasn't going to be a paid partnership arrangement, there had to be a space for wanting to do something for youth or wanting to do something in the mentorship space. Um, Ariana Huffington, I had been to the Thrive Conference and was just so completely blown away that I just had to send it. And the same thing to Sally Krawcheck. There were a couple of luminaries where I just sent it. But, for example, Girls Who Code, which is one of my favorite STEM resources, um, I had been aware of their founder and had seen her speak before, but I sent that directly to their partnership person. Who because is I just the founder of Girls Who Code? Uh, Sajani. Okay. And she, she's got a great book out right now, actually. I'll, I'll, is she the model? Is she... She is not a model. She certainly could be. She's beautiful, but <laughs> yeah. she is not. You're thinking of Carly Kloss. Yes. Um, yeah, she did something with girls. She's in coding code, as well, right? yes. yes. Um, and Code with Carly, I think it's called. Something, yeah. Um, but no, Reshma Another has, guess just came. <laughs> she has a great news. book out called Brave Not Perfect. Which who is that? Uh, this is the founder of Girls Who Code. Okay. And it's a wonderful book, I would say, for all the moms out there, as well as for the older mm -hmm. girls, talking about, it's not a middle school book, but talking about uh, how girls should be brave and not perfect. And it's wonderful. And this is a huge thing that we talk about in Morph Mom all the time, is courage. Yes. And the courage to fail. So, you know, again, when we, we were in our 20s, it was terrifying to make a mistake and right. to fall down. But now it's... You know, it's kind of par for the course. We've yes. done it. And we have a page, Be Brave, which it's is really focused on that. Be imperfect, but have yeah. the courage to do that and then own whether it's a success or a failure. Which I think is so important about what you're doing because it took us 50 years, 50 plus years to figure this out that it's okay to fall. Right. But how great in sixth grade to have been like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to send this out and they may not answer and I'll try again. Right. I'm going to audition for the school play. I'm going to hiccup all the way through it because that's going to happen right. and everyone's going to laugh. <laughs> but you know what? I tried. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. And 
and these girls, I will say, at this age, they are fearless about some things. They, I am impressed every single time when we go to these lunch and learns, and they will walk up and look them in the eye and shake hands, and they are so empowered and interested in what's going on that you just want to capture that and be like, bring that back to your math mm-hmm. class. Right. You were so awesome when you talked to a room full of investment bankers. Don't tell me you're scared in algebra. That needs that gap needs to narrow. Have you seen uh, situations where maybe one of the girls was um, maybe more courageous to go up, and somebody maybe not sure. as courageous? Absolutely. And have you seen a support system where they sort of mm-hmm. uh, encouraged the the more fearful child to to make that step? I have, and it's one reason why I like keeping the trips small because if you're just bringing ten girls, there's nowhere to hide. Everyone's going to talk. And we talk ahead of time about the type of questions that we can ask, or if someone else asks the question you were going to ask, here's another one. So I think everyone goes in armed with a certain number of substantive Mm -hmm. questions, but they key off each other. And if someone's being quiet, you'll see a girl nudge somebody else and be like, wait, it's her turn. Um, They won't let one girl dominate the discussion. It's their own dynamics within the room are interesting. I will say to the women that we meet, the mentors who are speaking to us, are good about making Mm -hmm. sure that they go around the room. They're not going to let someone stay quiet too often. So now you've been doing this, as we said, for for a while. Is there a moment, like, I'm sure the experiences have been just unbelievable, but or maybe one or two you could share with us when you kind of were like, all right, I'm definitely doing the right thing. Like maybe, you know, in that room. It's the bus ride home. So we sit, so on the bus ride home, you sort of keep an ear out for the chatter. And I'm generally in the front sending emails saying thank you and Sent, you know, connecting people who needed to be connected or handling the kids' pickups. But your ear is listening to the back of the bus and the stuff that they're saying. And it could range from, um, I can't believe that she got her first job by walking mm-hmm. up to someone in a lobby. I wish I was strong enough to do that. And then three other girls will say, oh, you could totally do that. Or the oh. girls will say, oh, she said great. she wasn't even good at math. And now, look, she's <laughs> an accountant at Viacom. Um, or they'll Google something. You look back and they're Googling philosophy because someone was a philosophy major and they want to know what that is. Those things, when they talk about, um, I'm so inspired every time I get back on the bus, was what one of them said. And just when you're about to weep because it's so cute, one of them says, I think I have the fearless girl's skirt. You know, the fearless girl statue. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, girls. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a statue. You don't have the no, skirt. I, I forgot you're so six it, right here. It, right. It's on all sides of it. But, yeah, you see the impact. You hear it on the way home, what they're saying and what struck them. Right. And, and how they support each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they'll say, we're going to be those women. One time, one of the yeah. early trips, like four girls crammed in one seat before we uh, pull out. And they're talking and they're saying, we're going to be the women. We're going to be the women answering the questions. Oh, and I was like, great. okay, we can leave now. Yeah. Like, we're, we're good. Yeah. Have you seen a situation, too, where maybe there was a girl, and, and Cindy teaches preschool, but just, and I've heard the stories, that, you know, there's some kids you kind of look out for a little bit more, and in certain situations, you're a little bit more attentive to, to make sure nothing happens. Have you seen that situation where sort of going in, you're maybe a little bit more concerned or a little bit more fearful about I've one had, little girl? I've had that in the beginning when you first meet them. But I will say, I'm, I'm hovering the whole time. I mean, I'm taking 10 girls into yeah. Manhattan, and we're running around going to companies. I am counting them constantly. <laughs> I am making sure that I have everyone and that everyone talks. Big orange badges yeah. everybody gets. I mean, so there's definitely a little bit of den mother in you when you're right. there. 
Um, I think the girls rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. I think the girls that you might have worried about just on site because they're quiet with you on the bus, the minute they get into Google and they talk to an engineer, you can't stop them. What we're doing is resonating with them and where socially or at school or maybe at the dinner table they might be a little more quiet about something, they know they have an hour with these women and they want they want to use it it's fascinating especially you were saying too just even about the math situation like getting back on wait a minute and how empowering that is to see that someone who if these girls are struggling in whatever course it is to know that others struggled back then too and still survived and not only survived but like you know excelled in whatever all the women talk about it because the girls will ask what was your favorite subject when you were my age what was your least favorite subject and the women are incredibly open about it oh yeah and then I would think even, you know, in this in today's world with social media, which is just, you know, everything is perfect in everybody's life and everything is great and how stressful that can be for these kids mm-hmm. to actually see that these women who are now just so accomplished are sharing that back then things were not great. Right. And that's the reality. Yep. And to actually see that reality or hear that reality, it's got to be transformative for them. And it's someone besides their mother or their aunt or their teacher telling it to them. We might all be telling these girls the same thing. Right. You know, all of these moms who are your audience, these accomplished, driven, you know, bright moms. But we're saying it to the kids. It's different. When a woman who's a CEO stands up and says, these 300 people work for me and let me tell you about how I almost failed history in Mm -hmm. college, they're listening. Right. You know, right. It's, it's a good different... to give them those resources right. that, like, for my, my daughter who's in college right now, I told her the question you should ask people is, these women who are in in positions you may want to be in, what did you major in in yep. college? Like, what did you do? Because Did you think you were going to major in that when right. you first went? Yeah. What or did, did you change? Did you, change? Right. did you switch majors? Right. You know, I, I was an elementary ed major. Right. I ended up in banking in my mm-hmm. career. I'm, now I've done full circle. I'm back in education. <laughs> right. But, you know, I never thought I would be in banking as right. an elementary ed major. But And then I ended up getting my MBA. Right. You know, who knew? But, like, those kind of questions, you don't know what people, like women, right. how many choices. And then if they did stay home and decide, well, you know, I'm going to make the choice and mm-hmm. raise my family What's the for a couple of how years. You, yes. Yeah, how did you get back into what you mm-hmm. did? And so did that major – Those resources What are, was the implication of the major you chose back then? Yeah. So if I am really interested in history right now, I mean, ultimately I may want to go to, I don't know, law school or business school, but – even that, like, were you able to sort of follow up an interest or passion in college? Or was it dictated by, mm-hmm. is my career sort of dictating the direction I'm going to take? Here? Right. And who right. knows? We don't know that answer. Well, and the other very real difference with our generation versus their generation is the jobs that they're going to have likely haven't even been invented yet. <laughs> and the crazy. jobs yes. that we're holding out for them now won't exist then. Yeah. And they will have six, eight, ten jobs throughout a career where we were prepared to have one and maybe we switched firms but Mm -hmm. it was going to be one career Mm -hmm. and when I talk to the girls that are now looking at college or a few that are in college and I'll say to them look at the end of the day the major you declare is important but it's less important than the experience you have there if there is a rock star professor there take the class right take the professor sometimes instead of following a certain major or a certain path Mm -hmm. because you have the opportunity to study under a Nobel laureate, do it. It doesn't have to fit exactly with your ultimate career plan. That class may change your life. So have the freedom 
within whatever I mean my daughter's pre-med and so she was highly structured in what she could take but I kept trying to encourage her to take the extra class take that unrelated but incredibly interesting thing professor yeah because you have this chance you know bringing this the extra campus so now bringing this into college just hearing a whole new level of mm-hmm. the mentoring. And again, these girls are being mentored by they're concerned about their job when they get out. But at the same time, if a senior could help a freshman coming in and Absolutely. had no idea what to do with this. Right. Because, you know, they ask us, and I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I was in college a very long mm-hmm. time ago, don't, and I didn't do well when I was there. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the best resource <laughs> for that. And my kids ask me, I'm like, I don't know. But how great would that be? And if you didn't know one person the day you step onto campus, but you know you could join this Etra, Etra right. campus. Yes, and this community. Are, this community mm-hmm. you could speak women. to about this. Right. right. Huge. And then right. if the senior, whoever's doing the mentoring, doesn't know, she's got an army of women yeah. at her back. Oh, wait, I met this woman at Spotify. Let me email her. I met someone when we went to the stock exchange. Let me email her. We're not right. going to abuse those emails, and we're not going to share right. them with a huge audience because they were – given to this group but these women are there and have offered to be touchstones right and or even that's internships a, yes. if you're not competing and going to campus you know the career center at campus right competing mm-hmm. with everybody there but if you had this opportunity to see you know internships right. that were available through this it's i don't even know you can't right. put a price on it and you want to choose wisely yeah. you only get three summers of that before you've got to then make a decision. And if you know you're going into an internship where there's someone who's already sort of looking out for you and has put it out there with the hope of mentoring you with that in mind as opposed to just, you know, a million kids coming in and and fighting for a position at the end and offer a year later or two Mm -hmm. years later. I mean, that's just, again, priceless. And these are the things that are forefront in our minds because we have college-age girls. But the idea of mentorship and finding what authentically resonates with you early on, that gets baked in in middle school. Mm -hmm. That's the group that I want to catch and say, listen to yourself. If you love soccer and everyone you know is playing field hockey, play soccer. That's what you love. You know, if you love music and you don't have to be right out in front if you want to audition for the play but you want to be in the chorus, be in the chorus. Do what resonates with you. Those are the same girls that are going to grow up and know what internships they want Mm -hmm. and know what classes they want to take but i think sometimes you know people will say that but again as we talked about you know sixth grade every three years are kind of mean you know there are mean girls who could make things very difficult and not that mm-hmm. easy but and knowing and intimidating yes. but yes. knowing you have this support this club right that's supporting what you do and it's not a sports club it's not, it's it's a general club that's yeah. supporting any interest right. that you're going into Again, I think that's life-changing for some of these kids. I hope. I mean, we'll see. It's early days, but, but I <laughs> right. hope. I do right. hope. And then it also is makes you see what you don't like. Right. That's true. You know what? I'm going to go to Google, and you know what? I don't want to be an engineer. That's right. not my thing. Right. But you see it, or Morgan Stanley, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, that you can see things. You get exposed yep. to so many different careers and options. And, and then they get the ideas for what we should see next. Yes. We haven't been, yes. you know, behind the scenes at a museum. We haven't yeah. been to a magazine. We, ha- You know, you continue to get ideas because so they've seen this there. now, and now they want to see this. Right. And I will shamelessly ask, you know. I mean, it's... <laughs> why, why not? not? Why not? Why not? So... Right now, you're doing these um, lunch and learns mm-hmm. in the tri-state area, so mm-hmm. New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And you said, but you've got ambassadors sort of all over the place, up in Canada as well. Right. 
Is this something that could be virtually done as well? So maybe the day, I don't know, is that something in the future? Or do you think the I don't the know. Personal I think interaction... the in-person experience is important. I think there's something about walking into an office yeah. and seeing the dynamic and sitting at the conference table. And it's, it's more than just the Instagram moment under the logo of Viacom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the experience of being there. But I will never say never. This has surprised me at every turn. I didn't think it was going to be more than a website with some links. So I will never say never. I think tech being what it is and the girl's interest being what it is, anything's possible. So turning this around or bringing in Morph Mom into this. So let's say, because I'm always thinking of opportunities, you know, for our our, women out there. Is there an opportunity maybe down the road? So you can't be everywhere. You can't be in Canada and New York and everywhere. Is there an opportunity maybe for women who would like to help facilitate these lunch yes, and learns I want extra ants. I want, I do. I mean, I want like the cool ant. That's what I keep thinking of. Ambassador's like a very sort of formal name. So I'm saying not even just the mentor, but those who would be able to Who facilitate. can identify a middle school exactly. and say, I've got 10 girls right. and Pixar said they would have us. Can you do this? You know, in the beginning, would I fly out there and shepherd that group? Right. Absolutely. Right. But eventually, could this be something where a teacher from that middle school takes them mm-hmm. under the ETRA curriculum and with our endorsement and the questions that we would ask? And absolutely. So if there were women out there, Morph Moms, out there interested in doing this. Email us. Let's brainstorm. <laughs> yeah. Come up and for how it. would they get in touch with you? Con- on the contact me. So you can email info at etragirls.com. You can email me directly, which is Alana. I'm going to spell it. I-L-L-A-N-A at etragirls.com. You can message me on Instagram. I'm findable. But I, I, this is how it happens. Everything that's happened with us has been organic, just like this. And for the girls as well. Yes. They should reach out to sure. you as well. And opportunities, and again, just to, for those of us who have joined us later, we were discussing this. What opportunities are out there for the girls and what ages as well? So we start as young as middle school. I have a board member that's 10. Um, so she's our youngest board member, and she takes it very seriously. She will not be laughed at. Um, and and then we go up through high school into college. You can be a board member, which means you respond once a month to a board email, and the feedback that you give us is vital to everything we do. They're not long emails. I know everybody's busy. <laughs> um, if you want to bring this to your school, you can start a Club Etra chapter. Also really easy to do. Email me. I'll walk you through it. Um, And if you have other ideas about where our resources and our mentors and our articles could be useful, we're open to it. And then for mentors out there who would like to bring the lunch and learn, so you said you're going to Goldman Sachs in April. Mm -hmm. You've been to Morgan Stanley. You've been to Google. Um, For those out there who would like to bring you in, what what should they do? Email us. It's an incredibly light lift for a company. We stay an hour. Morgan Stanley was a little longer, but generally it's 10 girls. We're in and out in an hour. We offer to bring our own lunch. No one has let us do that yet, but we will bring our own lunch. Um, we just want to talk to female leaders, and they can be incredibly senior. They can be founders, or they can be women that just got there and can talk about what it's like at the entry level of a job. We want to talk to everybody. We want to talk to women who want to impart some insight and some advice to middle school girls. Well, I'm throwing this out there that you I would love to do a lunch and learn in the radio show one day there you go they're welcome to come in and they can do some interviewing and they could sit around like we're doing right now this they would love but i think the possibilities are endless they are 
And they should be because their options are and endless. And the opportunities are endless, right? right. Like there's any, and, and like you just said, which is so fascinating, you're right. By the time some of these middle schoolers are getting out of college, half these jobs won't exist and it'll be I an know. entirely new, yeah. a new um, right. environment. But think about the skills they'll be armed with. Yeah. They have soft skills. They can walk into a room and interact and ask questions. They're great on social. Their tech skills are above what we had. And I think the girls that are being drawn to this are so intellectually curious to start mm. with. that, And you can't teach that. That's just coming. Another thing you just mentioned, too, just about the social media. So, you know, the worry is many of these kids, you know, don't look up. Handshake, look in the mm-hmm. eyes. So yes. they're learning, they're getting, they're putting their phones down mm-hmm. and doing this. And how that doesn't resonate and carry on once you leave that room. Right. Right. I can't imagine that lesson alone is It's great. And I will say, you know, I don't. I don't believe that social media is the cause of all evil. I'm not one of those moms, you know, who doesn't want anyone to have phones. I think their social media skills can be used for good. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this a lot on the Be Charitable page, that you are great at social media. You don't need to raise the the money for a particular charity. The grownups can raise the funds, but you can raise awareness. Mm -hmm. And so let's get into this a little bit. You are not too young to find a cause that you love, and let's take a week and think of a really clever campaign and just raise awareness for something. Right. Animal rescue, clean water, whatever it is, the grown-ups will find it and will raise the money. But let's put your social media powers a little bit, you know, for a good use. Right. And right. stop scrolling through what everyone's wearing tomorrow and let's do some good. Right. And they can. It's yeah. perfectly within their, their capability. It's interesting you just said that um, in Summit, New Jersey, a little boy just uh, – not a little boy, I guess a high schooler. Um, there were two brothers who work at a local pizzeria in mm-hmm. Summit, New Jersey, and they both had heart conditions and serious heart conditions where they had to have a temporary surgery and eventually they're both on a heart transplant list. And this high school boy started a GoFundMe, yeah. and he raised over $100,000 right. for these boys. I right. mean, and so that is not empowering. And right. think of what these girls right. can do. And that was – so now they're meeting these women, giving them these ideas, mm-hmm. and they've got – I mean, right. there's no stopping them. And the charities, if they decide that they want to advocate on behalf of a particular charity, the charity is going to tag them and mm-hmm. leverage that. And now they're forming a little – informal partnership for the first time Mm -hmm. for a very good cause that's authentic to them. It's not their mother's charity. It's not a charity their favorite celebrity did, and they don't really know what it is, but they're going to hop onto it. This is for them. Those boys you're talking about did that because of those boys that they knew, and it touched them. No one told them to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing. And I think social media is ideal for that. It's free. It's widespread, and they can get as clever and creative as they want with their campaign. Right. And it's funny, there's now you bring in empathy as opposed to, right. you know, when it can be used to sort of make you feel badly. In right. this case, the empathy that it brought out and the community spirit that it brings out. So what you're doing is exactly the same thing. You're, you're sort of turning it all around, turning it right. around where it should Just be. use it for good. Refocusing it the right way. Mm-hmm. So I can't believe we have one minute left. This has been amazing. Really? Talk I about know. This, forever. this has been so great. <laughs> and, and Cindy, thank you for being my co-host oh, tonight. Oh, yay. <laughs> and Alana, once, one more time, just tell us like quickly how we get in touch with you, what we can do. So and- go to etragirls.com, E-T-R-E-G-I-R-L-S.com because etra means to be and let's figure out what you can be email us off that website and we'll help you out i can't thank you enough for coming on thank you tonight. for having me oh it was great and i i'm so excited for our all of our listeners to clearly go out and do this right away you can listen to this again on, if you want to know more about it go to the podcast it will be up 
on morphmummoments.com. And again, quickly, our, uh, just announcing our next conference is going to be in the beginning of June. And I already let out where it was going to be, but I'm not going to do it again. So you got to listen to the podcast to yeah. find out. It's going to be in New Jersey. That slipped early on. I'm very excited about that. Very excited about our classes that are coming up. And once again, we've launched this club. Love for you guys to get involved. Go to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com to get involved. Just lots of great stuff, lots of great stories, lots of great connections, similar to what's going on with the young girls right now at Etris. Um, thank you again. And everyone, we'll see you thank next you. week. Thank you. So 